0: All right, you probably noticed that I'm not Brian. How many, how many of you noticed that? Okay, most of you, okay. All right, well, Brian is sick, and so is Dick is sick. So Doug and I met this morning, and uh, um, I gave him the choice uh, 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 to decide what to do. He said, well, you have a choice. You can either preach or lead worship. <laughs> so, so here I am. So uh, what I'm going to do is just uh, share from um, one of my favorite passages, and uh, just going to talk through it, okay? And so um, um, I hope that we can get some stuff out of this and be able to to apply it to our lives. In honor of Brian, I thought I would start off with a football analogy, Uh, okay, Um, I... um, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but the uh, Lebanon Warrior high school football team won the conference this year. They got the, the title, and so they're in the playoffs now. And so I have two boys that are playing on that team, so I'm very excited for them. Well, as I was thinking about them, I, I, one of the reasons they're successful is because the coaches are doing their job. They're, they're, they're spending a lot of hours coaching and teaching and, and working with these players. And in the games and in practice, the players are doing their jobs. They're doing their responsibilities. They're filling their gaps and doing the things that they've been trained to do by their coaches. And as a church, I think that that's also very important. If we are going to be healthy, if we are going to be the church that God wants us to be, then we also need to figure out what is God's design for the church? How does He want us to function? How can we best live out the life of the church in a healthy way so that we can be healthy? So let's look um, at Ephesians 4. We're going to read verses 7 uh, and then verses 11 through 16. But to each one of us, Grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. It was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, obtaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then... as each part does its work. Okay, so this is God's design, God's pattern, for the way that the church should operate. So let's start with verse 7. Verse 7 says, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Okay, what does that mean? Well, the word grace here, we normally think of grace as, uh, as we see in Ephesians 2, 8, 9 which says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. But that type that, that concept of grace isn't the same one that is found in verse seven here. This word for grace, this concept I should say, for grace, really has to do more with empowering, enabling, okay? Because his salvation isn't portioned out differently, is it? But His empowering to each of us is different. So, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So, the word grace here is empowering, enabling, okay? So, the Spirit is in us, and as such, we've been um, given an empowering and enabling in order to do something, okay. So let's look more about what that is, okay. Um, if you go, well, wait, 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 ooh, way, way ahead. Ooh, sorry. Um, uh, let's look at First Peter four ten, and it talks also about this empowering. First Peter four ten, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So here again, the word for grace is empowering. So, but, each one, should, uh, but each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's empowering in its various forms. See, that makes sense. Okay? It's not talking about salvation, but it's talking about the empowering that happens through the Holy Spirit. So this... Um, Uh, Well, let's let's look at Romans 12. Um, Romans 12, 4 through 6a. Okay, here's what it says Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though we form. No, yeah. So in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. So, God says, here, "Here's how the body is. It's like the human body. Okay, we have one body, but we have many parts to that body. Okay, and they all have different functions. So, in the body of Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member has different functions, different gifts. Okay, and so that's what it's talking about here. So, the, the idea is that really." Our enabling, our empowering, our gift of grace here is really like snowflakes or fingerprints. They're all distinct. Each one of us are different. And that's good for the health of the body. So if you think about it in terms of the football analogy, then each player has different gifts. Some can throw the ball, some can catch it, some block, some tackle. They have different gifts. They're all different They're all part of the same team, but they have different uh, abilities, different gifts, okay? And the same is true for us in the church. If we're going to be healthy, then we need to take these variety of gifts and use them to build that kind of health. Okay, now let's look at verse 11. Verse 11 says this, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. Okay, so looking at it from a football perspective, the the team has what? They have coaches. Okay, the same thing is true here in the church: is that God gave gifts of leadership to the church, okay, or coaches? Those, in the general sense, were for the apostles, the prophets, and the evangelists. They were given to the church as a whole to get it established the individual church is given pastors and teachers okay so you could see them as coaches okay they are here to prepare God's people for works of service okay their responsibility is to make sure to take and look at the different talents and gifts and be able to help train and equip and help people in being able to carry out their specific ministries Okay, so, um, you know, I, I coached for about 25 years in, in softball and baseball and in basketball. And it was hard. It was hard preparation as you try to figure out who's good at what and how do I develop their skills. Well, the same thing is true in church. We need to figure out who has what gifts, who's good at what, and how can we make that work for the best uh, for the growth of the body, for the health of the body, for the strength of the body. Okay. Um, okay, now verse 12. Verse 12 says this you prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Okay, so here we see the next step in this progression as far as the church goes. Okay. Um, that God gave individuals gifts, and then he gave the church gifts and leadership, and now he expects the leaders then to prepare God's people for works of service. So here we um, the, the the leaders aren't told to do the ministry. Who's supposed to do the ministry? Tiffany, you are, okay? Okay? Right? We our job is to prepare God's people for ministry, okay? And and it's important that we see that the coaches don't go out and play the game. They train, they equip, they prepare their people to be able to play the game. And it's the same in the church. Turn to uh, 1 Peter 2, 4, 5, and 9. 1 Peter 2, 4, 5, and 9. It says this, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may uh, declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Okay? So who are the priests? Everybody. If you're a Christian, you're a priest. Okay? Okay? Um, And so here it talks about that the job of the priest, all of us, is to give spiritual sacrifices, okay? We are to do acts of love in Christ's name. We're to do ministry, okay? All of us. And so there's this picture that we, as a family of God, are a household of priests who are doing works of ministry, who are offering spiritual sacrifice as our way of praising and glorifying God, okay? And so um, this is the pattern that he has set for us. Just like in a football team, if one player doesn't do their job, what happens? It hurts the team, right? And the same thing here. Because the way God has designed it, we need each other. The community needs us, okay? And so all of us need to figure out how can we best do our part in being able to serve Him. If we do this, this is the results. Look at verses 13 through 15. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the uh, Son of God and become mature, obtaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there, by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. So if we are going to be a healthy body, we need to follow his pattern. If we do, here's the results that he promises for us. That we will be built up. We will be healthy. Okay? And here's the ways. Number one we will reach unity in the faith. Unity in the faith. So what is the word faith here referring to? Okay, a lot of times we think of faith as in our beliefs. You know, in our belief. We believe in God. That's our faith. Here, though, it's talking more about teaching, about sound doctrine, about the basic truths of the gospel. Okay? So if we do our job, all of us, then the church is built up And we become united in our understanding of God's philosophy, his purpose, his teachings, what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to live out our lives in a way that's pleasing to him. A second result is that we will get to know Jesus more and more. If we do our job, then we will get to know Jesus more and more because we are serving him and we are serving each other and it deepens our roots into him. It helps us in that relationship with Jesus Christ. And then the, the third thing here is spiritual maturity. The more that we all do our job, the more that we individually mature and we mature more as a body. We become healthier individually and as a body um, if we follow this pattern. And the fourth is then the Word of God uh, it, it, if the Word of God is really taught and we live it out and we work it out, then we will stand with sound doctrine. We will, um, our teaching will be correct. It will be biblically centered. We won't be tossed back and forth by waves in the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Other words, where do we hear a lot of false teaching? Radio. Uh, the Internet. The Internet is the source of all truth, right? Okay, um, And and, uh, the internet, the radio, the TV, um, you know, maybe other people. We have to know what the truth is so that we can stand on it and not be blown back and forth, okay? And there's a tendency to do that if we're listening to all these different theologies or philosophies or anything else. And so then it makes us uh, wishy-washy. It makes us more, again, like infants rather than mature adults, and the last one is that we will speak the truth in love. So here it is talking about, in our, in our ministry to each other, we will be able to encourage, hold accountable, um, admonish, teach, equip. Okay, We will be able to do that as we speak in love. We will be able to do that if we follow God's pattern in being able to do this. And so... To me, it's very important that we do it God's way. Then we will become healthy and be able to have a church that is represented like these things, which was, again, where's my note? Uh, It will be unified in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. We will become mature and we will be solid in our understanding of God's Word and His Scriptures. Okay? Now, Where does the power come from for us to be able to do that? Where's the power at? Okay, Look at verse uh, 15 and 16. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Who's the owner of the team? Who's the owner of the church? Okay, God the Father, right? God the Son, okay? And, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, God is. God is the owner, okay? It, it says that, that Christ is the head. We are His body, okay? And so as such, our power comes from Him. doesn't come from our own gifts or our own you know, special talents or whatever. It comes from the empowering of God in our lives individually and as a church, okay? It comes from us from our relationship with Him and being, uh, like we've talked about for several weeks now, the importance of being rooted in Him. As we're rooted, then more and more we can carry out um, His ministry as He wants it to be. Okay. Um, all right. And then the last thing is, we're only as healthy as the to the degree that all of us do our part. Okay. Just like in a team, if somebody's slacking, okay then the team isn't as successful because there's a weakness there. There's a hole there. Okay, And so we are as successful, or as healthy in this case, as a, as a church, if we each do our part. Okay. In summary, let me share this, if I can find it. If we follow the owner's pattern then we will be a very strong team and a healthy church, right? A healthy church body. We will play as one team, united in purpose, philosophy, and doctrine. We will know our owner well and want want what he wants. We will be mature as players, able to play effectively. We will know the playbook well and be able to stick with it and not waver from it. We will be able to share the concepts of the playbook to recruit others and to help our teammates more effect- to be more effective. Now, hopefully, you're asking the question, well, then, how do I find out what my part is? That's what you're asking, right? Right? Okay, not really. Okay, right. Um, okay, I shouldn't have asked her. Okay, so, um, so we, uh, if we do all of this, then uh, the question really is, is then, what is my part? Okay, obviously, uh, for me, I learned years ago that preaching wasn't my thing, okay? (laughs) I was not gifted in that. That was not something that I could spend the rest of my life doing at all, okay? Uh, My first sermon was awful. I mean, it was much worse than this, awful, okay? And so, um, and I realized that's not my giftedness, but where I did find that I had a giftedness or uh, an ability was in mentoring and discipling people one-on-one or in small groups. That's where I enjoy. That's where I get my... I get built up. I get... Um, what's the word? Encouraged. Um, you know, filled up. What? Inspired. You know, all that good stuff. Okay? Um, and, and but... Uh, and, and with youth, especially. Okay? Those are the things that I found early on. So I concentrated on those and left the preaching to other people, fortunately. Okay? So... Um, what what about you guys? How do you do it? First, prayerfully look around at the different needs that you can find. Needs here at Southside, needs uh, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your work, or in school. Okay? Second is look at yourself. What are you good at? What do you enjoy? What are your passions? What are your resources? Okay? Then, Take, take the step and do ministry, okay? The more you do it, the more you know what you're good and bad at, okay? If I preached more, you would know that that's not my gifts, okay? But um, when, when I'm doing mentoring and, and working with people individually or in small groups, then the more I did that, the more I knew that that was my giftedness, okay? That was my empowering, okay? And then last is um, find somebody who knows ministry, and brainstorm with them, okay? So give me a call. Uh, Call one of the pastors. Talk to somebody in leadership, you know, and brainstorm together. Uh, There has been some very interesting ministries that are happening in the community based upon conversations that we've had together, okay? And, um, of course, I can't think of any right now because I'm scared to death, but that's the way it is. Okay, so let's uh, close in prayer. Father God, we are so grateful that you are our God, that you love us, that you encourage us and build us up. And uh, Father, thank you for placing us in this body. And I pray that you would help us in being able to learn what our part is, that we might uh, be able to minister to each other in a way that really makes us healthy and, and builds us up and, um, as a body. And Father, just so thankful. Uh, for your mercy, for your grace, for all that you do for us. And thank you for the empowering that you've given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.